Welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour Podcast. Pull up a chair and kick up your feet as you get ready to enjoy some of the industry's most entertaining and actionable Dynasty content on the planet. We're talking veterans, rookies, sleepers, and oh yeah, you know the crew has those dad jokes ready for you. So let's not wait any longer and bring on the host or some combination of Doug, James, and Tyler. Welcome back to the Dynasty Happy Hour. The trilogy is back in the building. It's Doug, it's James, it's Tyler. No one's on vacation, and we have a very special episode for you today. It is our Hot Takes episode. Sans J. Mike, that man is hard to track down, very busy. It's not going to be the same without him because uh, J. Mike's spiciness will be missed on tonight's episode. But we're going to bring you some, some hot, hot takes, bold predictions, all the things that you might want to call them here on the Dynasty Happy Hour. But before we do, shout out to our elite, elite sponsor. It's Fantasy Points. You know what? It's redraft season still. I had a redraft uh, league today that went drafted online. I've got my big redraft league coming up next week. So plenty of people still doing redraft. I just ordered a board. I had to replace a the poop on top of a trophy from two years ago. Um, that I have to give back because the poop was like full of water and it just totally like it was in my We've car. We've all been it there. Out. It dried <laughs> out, so I had to replace the poop. Too much and give Taco it, Bell. And give it to the last place owner last year. So lots of good things going on. But make sure you check out fantasypoints.com. Awesome, awesome things going on on the website. It's not too late to go and get 10% off a Fantasy Points subscription. Not only is it great before your draft, but it's also excellent during the season. If you need help with waiver wire articles, who to pick up, who to drop, all that support. You can yeah. get it on Fantasy Points. Use code DHH22 and get 10% off. 90% of the subscribers made the playoffs the last two years. It's a great price. They have an analytic-powered draft tool, DFS optimizer. So, you know, if you play DFS like I do every week, I'm a small stakes guy. I'll be on Underdog this year because I got some money to spend. I'll be on DraftKings as well. That's where I started, uh, and I like their format. But if you play DFS, they've got options for you on there as well. So fantasypoints.com, code DHH22, and get 10% off your fan subscription. And while you're on your phone, you might be watching this beautiful video. Make sure you like and subscribe on YouTube, where we're going to be coming to you live 9 Eastern on Sundays. Every week, Tyler? Every other week? Every week. We'll have a little rotation. We got uh, Corey Spatula, a friend of ours. Yes. Uh, (laughs) uh, He's going to come on and substitute, kind of be the reliever. We might have a couple of us. But Corey will be on every single even week. So every week it's an even number. He will be on. And then it'll be either two of us. Heck, maybe even three of us. If we all have to tune in to find out every week, it's just, I might do a solo pod here and there, which I enjoy doing. So you just never know what you're going to get. It's like a box of chocolates as Forrest Gump would say. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that me trying to be cool again? Before we move on. Okay. (laughs) Number one. Doug, I want to know why you were in possession of the trophy with poop. Number two, speaking apparently two. we are way too old for this listening crowd. Yeah. All right. And, and I and I'm review, sad buddy. for you. I um, love I love I love reviews. I love every review. It doesn't matter if you don't I like do it or you like, like it. Oh, 100%. And, and, you know, we love the constructive criticism. So if you have time, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast platform you're doing. Whatever the cool kids are using nowadays. <laughs> and <laughs> I loved it because it left me out. Get this podcast on LimeWire and BearShare while you're at it. It left me out of the review. So I was laughing. I was enjoying it. 
And all I could think of was that gif of uh, Steve Buscemi at in the high school with the backwards hat. And he's like, hey, how's it going? Like trying to act <laughs> trying all to cool, be cool and stuff. And all I'm like, oh, Doug and James. But, you know, we're not for everybody. And that's uh, that's understandable. But you know what? We just like to have fun and, and talk football. That's what we yeah. do every week. And James, to answer your question, why I was in possession of the last place trophy was right before midseason, my team was a on the borderline. Is it going to compete? Is it not going to compete? And I looked at I projected it out and I said, this team is not going to win anything. So I sold off pieces to get draft picks for last year's draft. And I accepted my last place finish. I drafted. I had, like, I think, eight picks in the first four or five rounds. I had a lot of picks. Um, I drafted Robert Woods over Cooper Cup. So that didn't go well. Um, but yeah, so I tried to, I tried to stack up to make last year, my year, and, uh, it didn't work out so well. So I'm drafting sixth. My keepers are Justin Jefferson and Jonathan Taylor in that league, however. So pretty good start, I'd say. Uh, and I draft, and I draft sixth. So I'm looking to get a, another elite player there in the third round, uh, of this time time to put that poop topper in a brown bag and put on somebody else Ship it, yeah, yeah, light it going, on fire it's going to my boy dana's team so dana nice. was last place uh, i will gladly give it to him at the draft on wednesday the sixth or seventh whatever did you just say you you got justin jefferson and jonathan taylor those are my two keepers yep i literally just drafted them today in my last home league that's a one oh three. yeah 103 super flex i got two jonathan taylor it's 12 teams <laughs> Two teams. Right, it's legit. 18 roster spots. It's a super flex league. Um, I got Jonathan Taylor at the 103. Mm-hmm. Quarterback went on a run. I wound up getting Justin Jefferson and then stacked him up with Kirk Cousins nice. in the third. All right. I'll give you a little bit of a history of how I got Jonathan Taylor. I had the 101. I traded for it, I think, and I picked Jonathan Taylor 101 in this keeper league in his rookie year. And I got mocked by some of the people in the league. They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's a keeper league. And I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be awesome. Uh, so I got mocked. Ha ha. Last, I get the last laugh on that one. The other one, Justin Jefferson in his rookie year, I spent half my fab, like almost $50 on Justin Jefferson also got laughed at by the way. Um, and I overspent by like $30 over the next manager, but I was sold on Jeff- Justin Jefferson. And now I have Taylor and Jefferson as my keepers. Unbeatable. All right. We'll now enough waxing poetic about our teams. <laughs> I mean, that's we don't have to cool wax. Thing, right? You don't no, have don't. to wax. No, we don't. Uh, so yeah, I was on vacation this week on Cape Cod. A mixed bag of weather, uh, a lot of rain, some thunder, some lightning, some sun. I've uh, the sun wore me out after two straight days. I got a nice tan. The kids had a great time. Blah blah blah. What have you guys been up to? Because I have literally not talked to you guys at all in this past week. I've been trying to be disconnected from my phone as much as possible. Uh, a lot of family time. I took my nice. kids to an amusement park yesterday, um, and I've been working my butt off watching preseason football. Like that's that's life in a nutshell. Tyler, what's new up in Minnesota? Uh, had a kid's birthday party Ooh. yesterday, and that was fun. We stayed the night there, and then uh, we went to the Minnesota State Fair, which has been repped by Stefan Diggs as the best state fair in the country. Ever, what was the, the wildest? Did you see Scott uh, Fish food? out there? I, I heard he was out there. He was out there, I think, Saturday. Oh, but what was the wildest food that you saw? Like, just blew your mind. Like, I never thought of that type. There's of alligator on a stick. Um, you can get hot dish on a stick. 
<laughs> I almost got it. I Seems was weird. so. Is it like close. a ke- is it like a kebab style, like a tater tot? It, and then like... it looks like a big ball of tater tot hot dish that they put on a stick, like three of them. They put it in batter and then fry it. So it's super healthy, very oh, very much so. health con. Yeah. Well, the, my favorite part was there is a huge like thing of fries. Like just, all you get is a bucket of fries, but then across the way is like the health conscious part of the park. And it's like, I mean, it's like vegans come here. Yeah, it, yeah. it's I mean, it We're was awesome. Based. The only issue was is everything I bought my kids wanted to eat. So my bucket of fries went to my daughter. Uh, and yeah, I had fried pickles, which was Love amazing. Fried pickles. They were great. Very, good. Very, nice. very good. Awesome. Well, like I said, today is the hot takes episode but before we do that we are going to get into some news here in a moment uh the news is i don't know about you guys but i like to be nice and trim and as sleek as i can be in the water some people may call it dolphin smooth and how you're going to get there is you're going to go and check out manscaped they are the best in men's grooming they have the right tools for the job and what is that job it's called keeping it tight and keeping it real with skin safe skin safe technology they've got a waterproof nifty led lighting to shine a spotlight on your overgrown hedges it works very well not that i shave in the dark but when you need to get into those nooks and those crannies you know what i'm saying it does the job the lawnmower 4.0 is a wireless charger also comes with the weed whack nose and ear trimmer which is new they didn't do that before so there's an extra added incentive to check out manscape you also get the crop preserver if you need some deodorant on your danglies Crop Cleanser, if you need to wash those danglies. And Crop Reviver, which is a nice spray. So all the things. If you're looking to get lucky tonight, Manscaped has you on lock. Use code DHH for 20% off at checkout. Manscaped, your balls will thank you for it. All right, let's get into some news. Breaking news here just this evening. uh, Some unfortunate news out of Washington, D.C. So up-and-coming rookie running back Brian Robinson, who reports earlier in the day where pretty much he's all but supplanted or supplanted Antonio Gibson as the starting running back. Um, Word out of D.C., he's been shot multiple times in a carjacking robbery attempt. Uh, The good news is that the notes say that it is not life-threatening. He is in stable condition in the hospital. And the NFL Network's Tom Pelissero reported that his understanding is at least two bullets struck Robinson in the lower body. Um, So... Obviously, prayers up to him and his family. We'll update you as we know more. But obviously, there's no real indication yet of how long Robinson will be sidelined. Um, so in the meantime, this opens up the door again for Antonio Gibson. It's a, You know, the NFL is a wild, wild place, right? We've got this rookie running back that people probably drafted at the end of their second rounds, maybe early third rounds in their rookie drafts. He's looking like he becomes a starter. His value is going up. He's looking great. And something like this happens. Um, and people that were high on Antonio Gibson... You know, now he's returning kicks and they don't know what to do with him. Um, but this gives Gibson a chance to kind of like take back the starting job. And and it's an unfortunate set of circumstances. But we're here to talk about fantasy football and how that impacts that. So if you happen to roster Antonio Gibson, um, you know, he might be a starter again for you. But it's going to be a wait and see situation. Like I said, we don't know how long Brian Robinson is going to be out for. Um, it could be, you know, a couple of weeks. We're only we're not that far from the start of the season. So I'm not going to speculate. All I know is that it's definitely an unfortunate set of circumstances. And then from a fantasy perspective, you know, a player on the rise 
um, is going to have to take a back seat for a little bit because something unfortunate happened to him that he didn't plan on. So, James, what do you think of this Brian Robinson situation in Washington's backfield um, in his stead? Like I said, we don't know how long he's going to be out for. So, Well, I mean, I think that everybody that held on to Antonio Gibson when all the news shifted towards him just re- being a punt returner, he was comfortable being a punt returner. I think those people are feeling a little bit better about his fantasy value. Um, But there's still question marks around it because he wasn't comfortable running between the tackles. And that's where Brian Robinson was really struck gold. And, and that's what made his value rise. Like he supplanted Gibson because of that. He could run through the tackles. They needed someone that could punch it in at the, in the goal line. And Gibson has shown year after year that he gets hurt. He has some great games, and now he had a fumbling issue in preseason. I think it's it's a scary situation altogether. Uh, my prayers and condolences out to the Robinson family. But McKissick seems like the only sure thing in this backfield right now. And if anybody, I would want him, I think, on my team. They're going to be behind. They're going to be playing from behind. And we've seen McKissick get a ton of targets in that offense before. And I believe it continues. Tyler, what do you think? I actually think they should give Jarrett Patterson a shot. I mean, I love Jarrett Patterson. He's, he's dominating the preseason. Again, he's a very strong runner. He can do everything that Brian Robinson can do. So why not give him an opportunity to, to see what he can do. Gibson, uh, I mean, I don't honestly don't think they're going to give him the shot again. They they're pretty much saying, "Hey, you're not our guy." So I wouldn't be shocked if you know, say Robinson's out for a couple weeks, they get Patterson a shot. So if he's on your waiver wire, I'll check it out. I I really like him. I wouldn't be shocked if a team picks him up, or they even carry four yeah, running I've got, backs. I've got him now. on a couple of taxi squads. Yeah, they could carry four running backs now with this incident, and then just figure out who to drop or trade come the week that he's back. It you know. They say he got hit in the legs. It looks like it didn't get any arteries or anything, thank God. But it's going to be interesting to see how long it takes him to come back. I've never been shot, so I have no idea what the recovery speed is. But Mm-mm. say it goes clear through, I would say three or four. Uh, that, that's yeah, we'll kind see. of what I would expect. Yeah, that's we'll optimistic. See. Just, I like that. Yeah, I mean, I've never been shot. I know Shane Manila has been stabbed. Is what he told us. <laughs> I think he did tell us. I mean, that. not to get too far off topic, but it it all depends on you know what happened. What, like you said, it could have it it could have just grazed them. We don't know the specifics. As we get more information, we'll be able to actually have doctors out there, you know, yeah. foreseeing the length. Now, I don't want to speculate too much. Yeah, but I think we'll probably I like get some your, more your early assessment of uh, the four weeks. It sounds optimistic. Yeah. All right, let's move on to another running back situation. The 49ers running back Elijah Mitchell, who's been battling a hamstring all preseason, returned to practice on Sunday. He's well ahead of the regular season. Looks like a clean bill of health. Um, He missed all three season games. Here's the thing. uh, In his stead, nobody in San Francisco did anything to impress anyone. Let's be completely honest here. Trey Sermon. Oh, I, Trey Sermon. Yes, Trey I watched Sermon him get drafted things. today. They're trying. Yeah. They're tra- they're trying to get his. They're p- pumping up his tires hey, to Doug, try to trade. Doug, him. who's worse, Zach Moss truth are saying they're pumping him back up, or the Trey Sermon people pumping him up? You want to know Sermon what? People. You want to know what? 
They're the same people. <laughs> it's not true. Yeah, Tyrion Davis Price didn't do anything to impress. Jeff Wilson is a solid NFL player, and I think you know he could uh, be a thorn in the side if, if Elijah Mitchell gets dinged up. The thing about Elijah Mitchell reminds me a lot of Lamar Miller when he was in the league. It seemed like you know yeah. he gets dinged up every few series. He misses a series, then he comes back, um, which which happens to some of these running backs, and it's it's frustrating. I like Elijah Mitchell's talent. I think the San Francisco 49ers like him quite a bit too. So it's good to see him get back right ahead of the season. And hopefully Elijah Mitchell can slot into your lineups as a solid RB2 going forward. And we all know that like, you know, now that they don't have Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback, it's going to be interesting to see how many rush attempts these running backs get with Trey Lance. You know, he averaged, I think, almost 10 rushes a game in the three starts that he had last year. So... You know, they might use Samuel still out of the backfield. I, I'm pretty sure they will. They could even use Ayuk out of the backfield. So it's going to be interesting. Maybe they reduce. I remember Elijah Mitchell having a couple 20 carry games last year. Um, and I don't know if he can stand up to that over, you know, a four to five week stretch. And I think that they'll they'll mix it up because Shanahan's a pretty smart OC. So I can yeah. see San Francisco going in a bunch of different directions there. All right, let's get into our last piece of news here. Pro Football Talks Mike Florio reports rumors are making the rounds that Raiders tight end Darren Waller will be hiring Drew Rosenhaus as his new agent, who we all love. Darren Waller is 29 years old. He left the Clutch Sports Agency last week. Hiring Rosenhaus made jumpstart extension talks between the Raiders and Waller, who's underpaid. His base salary is of $6.2 million the next two seasons. That's nothing compared to what we saw David Njoku get this offseason, what the franchise tag is. Um, Jets tight end CJ Uzama and Seattle's Will Disley landed higher salary deals Disney. than Waller this season. Yeah. Uh, Waller that just shows team, that Seattle has no idea what they're doing. I'm yeah, sorry. I saw him sign for $8 million and I was like, huh? <laughs> uh, Waller's injury short in 2021 and lack of practice reps this preseason have been holding up getting a new deal done. Or is he not holding up a deal, but is holding he holding out, out for a deal? Yes. yes. Um, I'm off of Darren Waller. Not completely. Um, you know, I've, I've rostered him on a couple of leagues. Uh, Tyler and I actually traded away Darren Waller because we have Kyle Pitts in the league as well as Dawson Knox. And we, we got Terry McLaurin and Chase Edmonds for Darren nice. Waller. And I Woo. love that move. Darren nice. Waller. The thing that I'm afraid of with Darren Waller is he had a, you know, he's that late bloomer, which is great. We know he's hyper athletic James, <laughs> but the last, but the last couple of years, Darren Waller has been getting nicked and dinged up. Now they bring in Devonte Adams. Who's one of the biggest target hogs in the league. Hunter Renfro is going to get his. Oh, he's going to eat. Uh, Darren Waller to me is is a, is a bit risky, especially in Dynasty. I know tight ends can play until the early 30s, but guys like him and George Kittle, I'm just kind of off. The injury prone, but when they when they play, they'll get you points. But it's the consistency that's the part that kills me with both Waller and Kittle. So Tyler, what do you think about this Darren Waller situation? And why is Foster Moreau going to be the starting exactly. tight end next year? That, that's that's <laughs> honestly you took you took it. Just go get Foster Moreau. Um, they're already talking about using two tight end sets. James and I were talking about it last week and how they could use those two tight end sets they did in New England. They could use Waller as Moreau. the Aaron Hernandez style. And then Moreau, who you know wears 87, can play the Gronk role. Looks like so, Gronk. Yeah, plays plays a little like you know, not as crazy not as he's angry. not as good of a blo- he's not a complete looks tight end. like ground because he plays he the is, tight end position maybe he is a very good blocker though because you know back at well, it was lsu right he yes he wore i think it's number 17 or something like that it was it was a specific number lsu has for a leader and an all-around great player and he was awarded that and 
he's he's super talented. He should be a starter. He should. I think he's better than David Njoku. He's better than a lot of players. He just doesn't have the opportunity because he's buried. I don't know why he was a fourth round pick, but Boston Rose should be the talk. And and if you're not trying to sell Waller when he starts playing, it, you should probably try to do that because I mean his value will be on the downswing. Yeah, James, any thoughts on the Darren Waller situation there in Las Vegas? It's it's hard to say. I mean, he hasn't been there. I hope he gets on the field at some point and shows his value and maybe he will get paid. Um, but I, I think the Raiders are stalling. I really do. I, I think that they're they're done. They have a new regime coming in. Waller wasn't part of that team when they, you know, they didn't. It's not like they went out and got him. They're not. I mean, they're pay. not committed. They're not committed to yeah, Josh Jacobs. Not, they might not, not be committed, committed to Darren a Waller. lot of people on this team. And we see this team already transforming into a Patriot style offense. I mean, they run, would be bro. smart. They would be smart <laughs> to, to, I think, pay yeah. him Waller. I think they would be smart to pay him. I think he would be a great asset if they're going to go try to win a Super Bowl. But for fantasy, it kind of, eh, I don't know. It, it's tough. Just get Renfro. That's the move. That's the Raiders move. Well, Don't go Adams. He's overpriced. Yeah. Renfro's the guy you want in that offense. Yeah, I'll get my are... hot take that I am uh, mentioning. Yeah, people are off on Renfro, so I, I like that take, Tyler. All right, speaking of hot takes, we're going to get there in just a moment. But before we do, it's time to talk about Trophy Smack, the best company in the game when it comes to trophies, belts, whether it's football, hockey, basketball, baseball, soccer, everything is completely customizable. They had some awesome Scott Fishbowl belts out there. They do they do awesome, awesome work at Trophy Smack. They have the right trophy for you, no matter what you want. Use code DHHRING. Get a free $60 championship ring with the purchase of a trophy or a belt. They also have stuff for the losers of the league. So like what we were talking about earlier, if you need like, you know, a, a trophy with a toilet on it or a poop a gold, on it. A gold toilet seat now. Yeah, a gold toilet. Uh, you know, you can get just everything. So, I, you know, check it out. Some of the stuff on there will absolutely blow your mind, and you can take your league to the next level with Trophy Smack. And use code DHH ring when you do that and get that free chip where it's at, boy. All right, it is time for hot takes. This is one of my favorite episodes of the year, mostly because of J Mike. So it's going to be still one of my favorites, but it's a little, you know, it's it's. I'm a little sad. I'm a little sad that J Mike's not with us here on this episode because I love that that deep bassy Barry White voice just. Telling me all the cool things. I'm going to kick it up a notch. Here we go. Yeah, the spice. <laughs> the spice. I love it. Uh, so, you know, who wants to kick us off here? We have any volunteers? I'll do it. Oh, Tyler. He he audibly said he'd do it. We'll go Tyler, James, me. How's that? Now, uh, Sounds good to me. I've, I've been thinking of hot takes all, all day, all weekend. I've been really busy. So I actually didn't get a chance to write them down. But I've been mentally writing them down in a couple of them. Now, I've said this before on the podcast, but it's still a hot take. My hot take is the 2022 quarterback class ends up better than the 2021 quarterback class. So you're talking Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, and there's one more. Oh, Zach Wilson, of course. Yeah, that's not hard. Yeah. I am saying pick it. You're going to have Sam Howell in this group. Love how you're gonna have Desmond Ritter and then who's the other one? I'm Malik oh, Malik Malik. Those four are gonna be better than the group. I, I you know, I think Trey Lance becomes a top 10 fantasy quarterback, but these four will end up in the top 18, I'll say, for dynasty 
by in a couple years. This is like a two-year thing. I don't think Malik will start unless of an injury, but that's my hot take. I think this class is going to surprise people. People faded it. You know, you know me all offseason. I'm sitting here. I'm like, why are we fading quarterbacks? We do this every year. And everybody did it. You know, James, he stuck to his guns with Ritter, who looks awesome. Malik looks electric. Kenny Pickett, once again, looks looks ready. He looks good. He looks like he's ready. He, you know, Trubisky played pretty well today, but we all know who he is. I think Pickett starts sooner than later. Uh, and man, Sam Howell has been surprising Sam, to me. I Sam liked Howell. him coming out of yeah. North Carolina, but what he's put together in the preseason, his legs, which were always underrated. Um, yeah, Sam Howell. He was my classic, like third round of a super flex. Take a fly, take a flyer on a QB. Last year, I did it with Davis Kellen Mills. Mont. It didn't work well. Um, it, oh, he's terrible. Mond is terrible. <laughs> uh, but but Sam Howell, I, I'll so, take it. There's a video surfaced of a Snapchat filter. And they have Carson Wentz, Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson, and they showed video of Howell throwing the ball and stuff. And then the Carson Wentz guy was like, yeah, good throw for a backup, right? And then everybody's like, oh, Terry McLaurin. He's like, oh, he's, he's 21, right? He's the future. And then Carson Wentz, his, his guy's like, yeah, future future backup, right? It's, <laughs> it's a great video, but it's true. I mean, he is the future. I heard some rumors today. Uh Ooh, do tell. I heard some rumors today that he, he should be out there sooner rather than later. Sam Howell. Good. I think if Wentz, uh, you know, give him six or seven weeks and if they're two and five, yeah. which they why should not? be, why not? Howell. I, I mean, mean, if Chase Young can't come back this year, like if that injury ends up being a, a longer term injury, why not just hand the keys over to Howell and see what you got? Like, I, I like that move quite a bit. I, I, I like where you were going with that, Tyler. I mean, a lot of people were on all the quarterbacks last year. All and of them. Off of every single one of them this year, and it's going to come back and bite some people. I mean, you just don't know. I mean, Matt Coral is gone already. I mean, yeah, you have I'm to, inc- you have to throw right. that in there as well. I'm not including him. Oh, nope. okay. I was a, a free fan. pass. I wasn't a fan. Him and Zach Wilson are even. So those yeah, it's a scratch. Can't. It's a healthy scratch. They, they cancel each other <laughs> or out. a non-healthy scratch. Yeah, they're both something injured right like now. Yep. Oh, something like that. Um, but that's 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 a good way to start out the hot takes. A little bit of flame, a little little spark. I'm gonna pick up where I left off last week. My comeback player of the year was Saquon Barkley, and I am saying Saquon Barkley, RB one overall this year. New offense, stronger offensive line. They have some targets, but no one as a true alpha. So I believe. Saquon is the focal point of that offense. He's good. He's back to his rookie form. He's going to take over this team. He's going to be the highlight. I love it. And if he gets anywhere near the amount of work that the Buffalo Bills backfield together got last year, sky is the limit. Only one he has to really take over is Jonathan Taylor, respectively, of course. Taylor also has Matt Ryan as quarterback to take away some of the rushing attempts that everybody thinks he's going. And I think they involve Naheem Hines more this year, too. I was going to say, you think Matt Ryan's going to take away rushing attempts? I'm really confused. I mean, with his arm, of course. (laughs) Yeah. That's how you take away rushing attempts. I thought you meant Matt Ryan was just going to run down Daniel Jones and down the field. No, no. You know what, James? It's interesting because I was in that redraft league today, and it's a 10 team league. 12 team, 12 team league. And I kept Najee Harris over Dalvin cook just because it's a keeper league. So I was like, you know what? I'll keep Najee 
Cookie ended up going second overall. And I took DeAndre Swift with my first pick, which was seventh overall. And I thought about Barkley in that spot. I really thought long and hard, and I went with my boy Swift. And then I was hoping Barkley would make it back to me in the next round, and he got picked uh, a few picks in front of me. So I was kind of licking my chops, like maybe people are off on Barkley. There's no Giants fans in this league. Like, if I could have started with Harris, Swift, and Barkley, uh, I got Kyle Pitts, Tyler. You'd be happy uh, in the third round. Did you have to trade like four picks for him? No, no. I just It, it was a, just a redraft league, one keeper. I just got oh, Barkley today, and I know I mentioned Kirk Cousins earlier. Kirk was my fourth pick. Barkley was my third. So Jonathan Taylor, Justin I'm Jefferson, in no and Saquon Barkley. So. You know, James, that is a great segue because my first hot take is about Kirk Cousins. Ooh, it is that Kirk, it. Kirk Cousins is going to be a top five fantasy quarterback in 2022. Oh, you like that? You like oh, that? I like that. Here's the thing. We've oh. seen we've seen non-rushing quarterbacks finish in the top five, like Tom Brady. We've seen Aaron Rodgers do it. Kirk Cousins is like fringe QB one every single year. He's very consistent. You know, he's looks like an insurance salesman, but plays like a QB one every single year. And with Kevin O'Connell coming over and coaching this team and bringing over some of that Rams offense, which I will talk about later, uh, with having Kevin O'Connell there, them, you know, lining Dalvin Cook out of the slot, you know, they've got Irv Smith, who should be back for week one, who they didn't utilize last year. And Tyler Conklin did a nice job in his stead. They've got uh, a lot of great pass catchers out of the backfield. Not only Alexander Madison, um, but they've got the uh, Ty Chandler, the new kid on the block, who's looked really good this preseason. Heck, they even got Nguanu, Guano, not Bat Poop. He's like their like RB4, and he's explosive as hell. The fast. Run, they, yeah. The Minnesota Vikings have a lot of weapons. Obviously they have, in my opinion, the best receiver in the league in Justin Jefferson. Adam Thielen is going to be due for a huge year, I think. So in dynasty, he's my number one veteran guy. If you need a starter to put you over the top, he ain't going to cost you a lot, but Adam Thielen is going to ball out this year. So I think Kirk Cousins is just set up for success. The offensive line is, is decent. It's not the best. It's not the worst somewhere in the middle. It's always been their problem these last few years. But Kirk Cousins is smart. He gets the ball away quickly. He doesn't take a lot of sacks. He doesn't throw a lot of picks either. Like, he's usually single-digit picks every year. But he's he takes enough shots downfield. He's super accurate. I just don't think Kirk Cousins gets a lot of love. So I think he could finish as a top five. I think a 40-touchdown season out of Kirk Cousins is not out of the question with, like, 4,500 to 5,000 yards in these 17-week seasons. Because their defense isn't great, right, Tyler? They should be playing from behind. I know the division's not great, but the Lions are better. The Packers will be competitive. The Bears, obviously not. But um, I just think Kirk Cousins is, is due for a monster year, and he's going to finish top five in 20. I, I like that. I mean, Kurt is Do you one like of that? the most – he's the most underrated player in the NFL in my eyes. He People love to hate him for no reason. All he does is produce stats. Washington just, should have never let him go. Yeah. So I, I think Kirk's going to have a big year. I'm happy Minnesota kept him. I agree with all the offensive things, and I'll piggyback off of that and say that the defense was downgraded a little bit this year. And I think that the they're offense, gonna they're going to have to throw a lot more to keep up with the NFC North. Yep. And all the other NFC, the NFC West. Yeah. like And, yeah. and I mean, everybody else. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. All the other teams are playing this year. Tyler. Let's go back to you. Give me something a little spicier. That first one was good. I saved it. James Cook, top 12 running back in Dynasty next year. Okay. 
All right. We've seen rookies go from, you know, RB30 to RB5 in one year. Now, like... I I see people, you know, saying Brees Hall is going to be the best running back. Ken Walker. I think James Cook far and away is the best running back in this class for this season. I, I think stats-wise it's going to happen. Uh, he looked explosive in the preseason. Singletary looks great too. Zach Moss, I'm not worried about. Sorry, James. But you know what? I'm not worried. I know who okay. he is. It's okay. James Cook, I think they were trying to get his feet wet in the preseason. He had a couple big runs, and they're like, okay, that's it. We don't need you. I don't think they showed their hand with the passing game either. They had him split out wide a bunch, but they never really threw it to him. I don't think they're showing us their hand with what they want to do with him. And I think I would not be shocked if he catches 60 to 80 balls. That'd be amazing. And I honestly, if he doesn't gain a yard on the ground, that's fine. As long as he is catching that many balls and it's like 800 yards, but he's going to get rushes because he's explosive and he can take one to the house. My Scott fishbowl team is smiling. That's all I know. I, I love, I love James cook. You guys all know that. So, so this is, this is no shock to you, but I, we see a lot of moving pieces in dynasty rankings. And I think James cook is going to be the one that pops up very high. I like that take. I, you know, I like that. Follow the offense, right? Like that's why everyone's yep. loving a, a player that I'm going to talk about later. Um, but I might have a differentiating opinion on that player. So it'll be uh, interesting. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. I'll James. segue and use that because I do have a Buffalo Bills take. And hopefully it's not the same as Doug's. I don't know. I didn't. It probably is. Sheet. I have a feeling. If it's anything gay, it's Gabe Davis related. So no, mine's in the show sheet. I do not it's have any Gabe Davis. related takes. It's Gabe Davis. It's it's a little bit of Gabe Davis. And more so about both Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis. I believe they are both going to be, see, even the iPad knows that Hashtag Diggs facts. is a wide receiver for the Bills. I'm sorry <laughs> about that. Um, both finish as a wide receiver one this year. Wow. Top 12. Uh, we saw it last year in Los That's Angeles with the Chargers. <laughs> Herbert, Keenan Allen. Mike Williams were both top 12 wide receivers. I think Gabe Davis goes from wide receiver 58 where he ended last year to the top. His dynasty value skyrockets even more than we actually like thought. 24 now. right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's going to keep climbing. I believe he is a bigger wide receiver that will stay on the field no matter what. I think it happens. He could stretch the field. Uh, it's it's on and popping in Buffalo, man. If they don't make it to the Super Bowl this year, we're going to ask why. Yeah, I mean, you got Diggs scoring points, Davis scoring points, James Cook scoring points. My man Dawson Knox is like, what about me, dude? dude He'll get his. I think I Singletary, Singletary is going to be a fine running back, and Zach Moss is going to be... I had someone draft Isaiah McKenzie. <laughs> He's going to be the, the goal line back. You could say that. He's going to be the goal today back. in a in a in a league. It's a Western New York league, so there are Bills fans there. Someone took Isaiah McKenzie in the fifth round, and I was like, what? "Thanks, wow. thanks for the value for my next pick." I'm, I, I mean, I like a, Isaiah McKenzie. He's a fine player, too. but yeah. a he can't stay healthy, and b he's the fourth pass catcher on that pass catching. They, they picked up Jamison Crowder for a reason. No, for two million. No. Crowder's not an issue. Well, I mean, all right, guys. Crowder is an issue for McKenzie. That's for all sure. right, guys. I'm getting a little spicier here on okay. this one. Um, as you know, if you if you tune in, uh, I'm known for my tight end analysis and not necessarily my tight end takes, but this one is a guy that I've been on since day one. He now has a massive 
opportunity. He sneakily caught over 60 balls last year. Didn't score a touchdown. So people, you know, the fantasy points weren't a ton, but Allen Robinson leaves town. It's Darnell Mooney, a bunch of God knows who's the running backs who I like Montgomery and Herbert, both talented, but Cole Komet. My hot take is that Cole Komet, the one and only, they call him the natural in the coach's room because he's so damn good. He leads all tight ends in receptions with wow. over 100 receptions in his year three breakout. He's going to, he's going to wow. year three breakout like Antonio Gates did. He's going to go over a hundred yards, over a hundred receptions, over a thousand yards. Now I don't know about the touchdowns because I don't know what that offense is going to do, but he should be able to get you five or six touchdowns on that offense. But Cole Komet should be absolutely peppered with targets. Him and Mooney could easily average eight to 12 targets a game in that offense, because honestly, they don't have much else. I mean, Velas Jones, I like. He's been dinged up here and there. He showed some speed on that kickoff return. Um, you know, he perked me up a little bit because he was my, him and Tyquan Thornton were my late rookie receivers that I was picking everywhere and Danny Gray. Um, but Cole Komet leading the NFL in tight end receptions in 2020. Put that in your pipe and smoke that hot one. That's, I like it. That's spicy. I like it. I, I like it. You know, I like it. So, yeah. yeah. Big Komet fan. That's a good thing you brought up tight ends because I'm going to go oh. that route too. Oh, no. Take my I am going to say Pat Fryermuth is a top seven dynasty tight end. No, let's go top six. Isn't he already a top seven dynasty tight end? I don't think so. I think he's like nine or ten. Fryermuth? Yeah. I thought this was a hot take episode, not a it's, mild. He's tight end nine. He's tight end nine. You want him to move up four spots? That's because that's, let's, uh, let's go over it. It's real Pitts. hot. Pitts. I think Kelsey stays. Kittle, Andrews, Andrews. Andrews there's four. Goddard, there's Hawkinson, five. Is he slipping? I Waller think, is at five right now. TJ Hawkinson is. I six. think I'd say Schultz, top. I'll say top. Top Goddard six are in front of Fryer. I'll say top six because I've got five. I still like, but Fryermuth top six. We uh, we've seen this preseason. That I mean, he's getting targeted. He's in the middle of the field. Deontay has been hurt twice. Hip. And shoulder. He gets I dinged mean, up much like uh, Lamar yeah. Miller. <laughs> we talked about it. Yeah. Earlier. So, I mean, with the other rookie playing very good on the outside, Pat Fryermuth is going to get his in the middle. These quarterbacks that are playing, especially Kenny Pickett, is playing with confidence and accuracy in the middle of the field. He's going to love having that safety blanket, Pat Fryermuth. I see his value jump. I, I think he could be around 70 catches, 60, 70 catches. 800, 900 yards and like eight touchdowns. Yeah, he's an animal in the red zone. Yeah. So for me, Pat Fryermuth is going to be huge, huge riser, and I could see him jumping top six. Okay. I like it. I like top it. six. I like that. Um, I don't have anything against it, but it's hot takes. Okay. We have to reach further that was a than, mild one. than four spots, Tyler. And I will do this for you. You see this jersey up? You see the double eight? Evan Ingram. Oh, Evan God, Ingram. Are you going to? Oh, my God. All right. He's hurt you too much, James. He's hurt you too much. He's hurt me a lot. Is he going to average more than five yards per reception? That's all I need to know. Six drops all year. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the hot take. That's Um, hot as shit. No, 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 no. You want want to know? He's going to finish as a top five tight end this year. He's going to raise in value to at least the top 12 dynasty tight ends you know why because he's in a doug peterson offense with 
a young quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, who will need a safety valve. All right. He will be that safety valve. All right. He's a big target in the middle of the field. Yes, he had some catching problems. Or was it the quarterback? You know, he played with Daniel Jones for a lot. And we know how rushed Daniel Jones was. And if we look a little bit deeper, a three-year average of Doug Peterson in Philadelphia, the last three years he was there, they averaged 186 targets to the tight end position. Dan Arnold. Yeah. Hey, (laughs) I'm not saying he's going to get all of them, but if he did at his average catch percentage of 63, 63%, (laughs) smart ass. It's actually it 63.9 far off, since which is very sad. That's his, that's his whole average. Okay. That's 117 receptions. All right. That's, that's going to equate to over a thousand yards and nine touchdowns, 275 fantasy points. If we were to hit that mark, which extrapolate. is, is great. Great. Thank you. Extrapolate. You're um, with this extra- extrapolation, that would have put him at tight end two last year. And I mean, we'd be like, oh, Evan Ingram this is, is this crazy. Is a hot take that's it's gonna bite me in the butt, and I'm gonna have and that. Taco you know what? Bell. It's hot <laughs> enough to where y- you say, "You're James, you're flipping crazy," and I get that. I am. I am crazy, but it's not crazy to think that this could actually freaking happen. Interesting. Smoke. That I, mean, I have I have a Evan Ingram on a roster or two, so I, I'm down for it if it happens. Ugh. Um. It'd be a bit of a surprise, but you know what? It's a hot take. So I like you it. said hot takes. And I went back and I listened to listen to J Mike and he had some killer ones. He listed Joe Mixon, RB one. And I'm like, I am, I'm not going to get close enough to that. So I got to reach for the stars. And I'm, I mean, Ingram's not really a star, but Hey, why not? Maybe right? he becomes one this year. Maybe you know? he's, he's one of the stars. Maybe he's reincarnated. The star that blew up. Supernova. (laughs) His rookie year, he's a supernova, and then just... Yeah, he's just a super loser. All right, (laughs) speaking of rookie years, I've got a rookie hot take for you, and it's about the Kansas City Chiefs' newest running back, rookie running back Isaiah Pacheco, who is flying up redraft boards. Uh, You know, dynasty value is going through the roof. A guy you could have gotten the fourth round, sometimes later. I just paid a second. Yeah, so, you know, he was the fastest running back at the Combine. You know, his tape out of Rutgers isn't bad. But, of course, we're doing the same thing that we did with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And it's like, oh, they have a young running back that's talented. He's on the Chiefs, so he's got to be crazy valuable. And we haven't really seen, you know, the most valuable Chiefs running back in the last handful of years has been Damian Williams. So that's all I'm saying. My hot take is Isaiah Pacheco. Pacheco finishes outside the top 40. At the running back position in his rookie. I think Clyde Edwards Hilaire, you know, they spent the first round capital on him. You know, there was, uh, he went through, he had his like abdomen removed last year, lost a bunch of weight, couldn't get his, couldn't get his feet on the ground. I'm not a huge Hilaire guy, but I think he's going to be the guy for them. I think Ronald Jones makes this team now that you've got um, guys like Derek Gore are on the IR. My sneaky play in this backfield is actually Jarek McKinnon because they trust Jarek McKinnon. They used him a lot in the playoffs. I think Pacheco, there was a there was a run that he had in the preseason where he ran it up the middle. He st- he got the ball, and instead of seeing this wide open lane in his peripheral to the right, which he should have Travis ex- Etienne or Pacheco? Pacheco. <laughs> so Pacheco had this big, big, big hole to his right and didn't see it. It's kind of and you know, 
the flip side of this is like we saw Jonathan Taylor in his rookie year make mistakes like that early on. So it, maybe it's a learning thing. Um, but Pacheco's vision at, at Rutgers wasn't great. You know, he's a speed-based running back. I just think that Hilaire, McKinnon, and I think Rojo makes the team. And I think Pacheco is that classic running back in an offense that we all want to see do well, but doesn't have the draft capital, doesn't have the talent like James Cook does or the draft capital like James Cook does to make an impact in his rookie year. So I think the people that are um, reaching for Pacheco, James, you said he's paid a second for him. You obviously yeah. believe in him. So you, yes. I'm waiting for your counter argument here. Yeah. Um, and in redraft, he's flying up the boards. I actually drafted him today, but I got him in like the 15th round. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a dart throw on a guy. Maybe he's something, maybe he's not. I just think I lean more towards he's not, especially in Dynasty. It's someone that if I rostered him anywhere, I'd be trying to sell because I just don't see the upside of him being in every week RB2 or the upside on top of that. Hey, before we get to Tyler's next hot take, let's take a minute to talk about underdog fantasy. We talked about DFS earlier. I like to say I play with DraftKings, which I do, but underdog, I'm looking to do them right now. Up and coming, one of the best new mobile apps in the game. So go download the underdog app right now. You can do it on Apple iTunes. You can do it in the Google Play Store. When you use code DHH, you'd have your deposit up to $100 matched right away. So if you put in $100, they'll match it. Now you got $200. It's free money for something you're going to play anyways. You can play small stakes. You can play large stakes. They have million-dollar contests right now with million-dollar winnings, which is more than some of your fantasy football players are going to make in a year, like Isaiah Pacheco. He's not making a million dollars, but you could by going on underdog. So get some free money for yourself. There's a rookies and sophomores drafts. If you like to play MLB, cool. I'm not old. Um, NFL best balls over under predictions, which I can't wait for. Don't miss out on this deal. Once again, code DHH for your deposit up to $100, including best ball mania three, $10 million prize pool, $2 million to the winner. Absolutely awesome. James, talk to me about Pacheco before we move to Tyler's hot take about Wunda. No one knew anything about James Robinson when James Robinson. All right. This is an opportunity to take a shot at a low drafted player. And if I think he looked somewhat good in before the combine, I think he's progressing with the offense. He's out there with Patrick Mahomes. He could play in this offense. Rojo is very much on the bubble, especially this past week with fumbling issues and bull crap everywhere. I think he has a chance to make this roster and succeed during the season enough to build dynasty value throughout this season. All right. Fair enough. Tyler. Yeah. My, my next hot take, I'm going to hit the receiver core. Now there's a lot of rookie receivers we're we're talking about right now, you know, you got Pickens and Pittsburgh playing well. And for me, I think Wondell Robinson, Wondale is going to be the best statistical wide receiver in 2022. And for me, it's just based off targets. I've seen videos of Kenny Galladay just who Ugh. he does not care. He is Ugh. trash. He's going to retire after he, his contract. He looks so. like he just does not care. He does not want to be there. He's not putting in the reps. I mean, it's not going to be Darius Slayton. Kadarius Tony can't stay healthy. Uh-huh. Wondell Robinson in the slot is going to get passed. Sterling Shepard activated. He did yeah. get activated. Yes. But for how long? And it's an Achilles injury. And I mean, we've, we've seen it with running backs, but wide receivers, it's a little more common for them to come back, but this soon, I don't think so. I think Wondell Robinson's going to be their weapon. 
we barely saw him this preseason. And I think that's telling as in we are not letting this guy go down because he's going to be a huge part of this offense. They're going to use him with carries. And we are going to be sitting there wondering why can't Cliff Kingsbury figure out Rondell more like this? That's hmm. going to be the, that's going to be that's a huge thing. Cause Kingsbury's the fake genius as I call him hundred percent. And for me, Wondell Robinson is going to be one of those guys that if you got him in the mid to late second, you're going to be cheering because he's going to be worth a lot more next year. I certainly hope so. Speaking of that redraft league today, I took one dollar as one of my last picks because I was looking for upside and I was looking, I was like, you know what? I'm like one dollar. Let's go. I took him. Uh, so I'm looking for that all day long. James, let's get to that next spice. Oh, it's spicy. And you guys might agree with me and I hope you guys do. Um, Tyler makes it his job to disagree with me for most of my takes. Um, Fair. Jared Goff, Dynasty QB 33. Stupid. Dumb. Stupid. At least he will cut his value in half or double it, like I like to say, and be at least QB 15 by the end of 2022. All right. Amon Ra St. Brown. A healthy TJ Hawkinson, a healthy DeAndre Swift, Jamison Williams, when he gets healthy, great pick in the draft. Not to mention the offensive line. TJ Chark. Too. Oh, yeah. Chark was on my list there. He looks good. He looks good. Two of the top 30 guards in the NFL play on the Detroit Lions. This offense is going to shock people. I believe we talked about it last week, Tyler. I have a feeling that Jared Goff's value is going to skyrocket. And with this hot take, I want to buy now and watch it grow. People's heads are going to turn. They are playing some good offenses that they are going to need to compete with. High scoring, I think it happens. Put it down now. Jared Goff, QB 15 in Dynasty by the end of 2022. Yeah, I've been talking about Goff all summer. So when you look at like the ADPs of guys like Amon Ra, DeAndre Swift, TJ Hawkinson, and Jamison Williams, and you're like, what? okay, there's there's a quarterback throwing them the ball. If everyone's so high on these ancillary pieces, why are we not higher on Jared Goff? QB 33 is ridiculous. Like, I, that's one of the, I think that's a blind spot in the dynasty community. Jared Goff is still only, what, 27 years old? He has a history yes. of he has an almost 40 touchdown season with the Rams. Like he's just he's a solid. He's not going to turn the ball over a ton and he's going to play well. And I think you laid it out perfectly. I am so in on Jared Goff in Dynasty. I've been able to steal him in a couple spots. So we all love Dolphins, just like we love the, the Lions offensive positional players. Mm-hmm. But yet two us sitting there at 15, 14 in yeah. Dynasty rankings. Yeah. What's the difference between Goff and Tua? That's at, least Jared Goff, at least Jared Goff has shown that he can do it. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, they probably got Goff might actually have a little more arm strength to him. Yes. But I mean, there's honestly, I'm thinking about it now. There's no difference except Detroit has a better offensive line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one quite a bit. And speaking of Jared Goff's old team, here's one for you. I think the whole Rams offense is drastically going to underperform their current 80. I think Matt Stafford is overrated in Dynasty. He's got the elbow thing going on, which could be an issue. I, anything with an elbow and a quarterback, shoulders, I can deal with that. I, you know, elbow is a whole different animal. Yeah. 
that can sap your downfield potential. I think Cooper Cup, as he's the what the wide receiver three in Dynasty, I think that everyone is putting like they're thinking that he's going to do that that historic season again. No, he's not, and he's not going to perform as a top three wide receiver this season. Allen Robinson, we've seen his uh, his ADP go up quite a bit in Dynasty now that he's with the Rams. I like Allen Robinson as a player, um, but I have some concerns, especially if Stafford's arm is not where we want it to be. Cam Akers coming off the Achilles. Now there's talks of Akers, Henderson, and, and James's guy, Kyron Williams, Kyron Williams, you know, them not playing him because he's going to be an integral part of the offense. This is a problem for the Rams, and not to mention their offensive line. Andrew Whitworth retired. Their starting guard that they drafted with their first pick in the draft, which was probably like in the eighth round because they don't have draft picks. But still, <laughs> he was he was lined up to start for them. Their offensive line is a problem. So I like Cam Akers as a player. Coming off the Achilles, I'm I'm not as hot as I once was on him. And now that we might see this three-headed monster, if Stafford's taking sacks, it's not good for the passing game. It's not good for Cup. It's not good for Robinson. It's not good for even Van Jefferson and whoever else. And Tyler Higby, I don't even want to talk about him because whatever. Um, but I think this Rams offense is, they had such a good year last year. They won the Super Bowl. There's a lot of recency bias with this team. And I can see every single one of those pieces not living up to their ADP. And by this time next year, you're going to be like, the Ram, like what happened with the Rams offense? We see it almost every year. A Super Bowl champion, 90, 90% of the time doesn't even make the playoffs the next year. I'm concerned with the Rams and their defense too. Like their defense should be good on paper, but they've got so many guys with these massive contracts with Donald and Ramsey that their depth is thin. So the Rams to me, I'm kind of out on them in dynasty right now. I love that take because yeah. I feel the same way. So maybe it's not that hot. I thought it was. I, people I love mean, the Rams players. So I agree. I agree with it, especially yeah. with the backfield. Mm, yeah. People are not looking AD. at that offensive line. They're just like, oh, everything's hunky. No, that offensive line. Sucks. Yeah. And there's a lot of recency bias. A lot. A lot. Oh. Tyler, we're uh, back to you, buddy. I got one more, and I'm going to make it quick. Uh, I was thinking about this after his big game last night. What if Justin Fields, with all the you know, smothering people are doing to him, top five quarterback guy runs. Ooh, this happens he's, every year. He's a Konami code run, mm. a quarterback. He looks like he's throwing the ball better with accuracy. And I mean, with your take with Cole Komet, why, why not? Somebody's got to pop up other than Mooney in this offense. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if it's some unknown guy. Uh, Dante Pettis. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> wouldn't that be? I'll live funny. like it's 2019 and I'll be a music clam. Where's Dante Moncrief when you need him? <laughs> get him in there. Get yeah. Him get there. him in there. But yeah, I mean, like like Doug said, we do this all the time. All he needs to do is run some touchdowns in, run a little more. It looks like they're doing that. They're they're moving him around, which is what we they all wanted. Yeah. yeah, this offensive line may not be great, but we've seen offensive lines gel once they finally get that right lineup set. And then all of a sudden, just like, boom, there it is. This offensive line is gelled. Fields has the talent to be a top five quarterback. And honestly, everybody's lowering his value because they just don't like what the Bears have done. But what if he is actually a really good player and he's just a top five quarterback because he produces? What if he's the guy that, and I mean, I'm going to steal this from uh, Bucky Brooks and Daniel Jeremiah. What if he's the truck? I mean, truck quarterbacks are the ones that pull the trailers. They're not the people that need things around them. What if he's the truck that can pull a team? 
instead of being the trailer where he needs to have players around him to pull him like an Andy Dalton that I don't think that's the case. I think he's a very good player and I could see him just rising way up. I mean, he's quarterback 12 or 13 right now. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if you think about it and, and I like this Tyler, because, you know, when Lamar Jackson took over for the Ravens, who did he have? Who was his wide receivers? Nobody. All right. Marquise Brown was what? Steve Smith as a veteran. Hollywood Brown was a rookie, I believe. And Mark Andrews was a nobody. All right. So, and MVP, just saying, like, it can happen. He's going to, if he is that truck, which you just drew for us, that was a great picture. I loved it. I mean, that's Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. Well, okay. Okay. Well, their picture was, was very, uh, yeah. I don't know the word artistic. It made, it made a good point. Yeah, it made a good point. Yeah, and it, it could happen. I like it. I think anytime in Dynasty, when you have a there's there's the group of players, right? There's the people that everyone is talking down. You know, there's going to be a couple of those players that if you're like, you know what, I like this player. Everyone's off it, but whether it's Justin Fields, maybe it's Josh Jacobs, maybe it's David Montgomery. You you hear Trey a steady. Lumberts. Just how we hear a steady drumbeat for positive news for players, we also hear a steady drumbeat. It's just that that deeper, like more sinister. It's uh, it's it's a it's a a, a more uh, morose a haka, sounding drumbeat. A haka drumbeat. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think that is a a great dynasty strategy. Is like, all right, look at seven or eight players that everyone's down on, and maybe if, if you still like them, go out and throw in a low ball offer and see if you can get them, like a Traylon Burks or someone that's mm-hmm. not flashing in camp. But if you like them as a player, because that's the kind of thing where it can pay off huge in a dynasty format. All right. I'm going to give you or no, we're off to James. James has another hot take. I'm going to have one more. It's going to be a quick one. It's not going to make a lot of sense right now. (laughs) Hopefully it makes an Evan Ingram one. No, no, we already did Evan Ingram. We already did Evan. (laughs) I haven't talked about any rookies yet. So I'm going to talk about one rookie. And that rookie is Kenneth Walker. Okay. Now, we know his hernia situation. He's got a little banged up. Rashad Penny is Rashad Penny. Just this week, Rashad Penny hurt himself again in practice. It's only a matter of time before Ken Walker. Yeah, he stepped on the field. (laughs) Ah, shit. Oh, the blade of grass that cut me. Um, We know that Ken Walker is is going to be the running back in this backfield. And I think early enough... He takes over probably game three. He takes over this backfield and he does not give it back. And for the rest of the season, the 16 games in this season that he will be the starter, he is going to supplant Ezekiel Elliott as the third highest rookie rushing running back. For over 1,600 I was yards. say 1,600 was Zeke. So. 1,631 yards. If he can do it, if he can run, what, 103 yards a game? Well, he might miss a game. So he um, he's going to, I said that the first two. First two, he's going to have to, he's going to have to make up for it. But I believe he can. And they have no other ways of stretching the field. I, we saw Geno Smith, it looked horrible. All right. They are going to stick to the run game and use that run game to open up play action to hit DK Metcalf and Tyler. Poor DK. Poor DK. (laughs) The fall from Graceland. Uh, But yeah, Uh, Kenneth Walker. That is all uh, time. 
So uh, I, I do want to add, I was talking to a buddy and you know how they're like, it's a hernia, but it's not a hernia. You know how some people just want to keep something that's a little more private under wraps. What if in practice he got hit very hard in the man in the man parts and maybe he got scaped? Yeah. <laughs> like he honestly, escaped a serious injury. His like, balls aren't thinking now. like like one had to go. <laughs> like that that's I mean it might thought. it'll lower his weight a little bit. He might you be pull a that junk truck aerodynamic, but yeah. no, like because they're like it's not a it's not a hernia, but if it's close to it, yeah. There's, I mean he's not clues. Kenneth Walker anymore, he's Kenneth Kenneth Runner. There it is. <laughs> All right. All right. I've got two more. I'll do them real quick. My my last last one, and then the other one's a super quick one that I just thought of kind of as well. So this one is Amon Ross St. Brown gains the most startup value after the 2022 season out of the top 100 picks right Again? now. Again? <laughs> so I think Amon Ra goes for easy 110 catches, 1,300 yards, and 10 touchdowns. And I think he could get very close to a wide receiver one in dynasty startup. Those are wide receiver one numbers. Yeah, that's a wide receiver one if I ever heard. <laughs> but here's one. the thing: but people are still going to fade him because he got drafted in the fourth round, and people are still going to make excuses. I think this is the, this is one of those dynasty players where you had to follow in the off season that they were like, "Well, no Hawkinson, no Swift." Okay, well, Amon Ross St. Brown did historic things in those five or six games at the end of the season for you, and uh, guess what? He's really freaking good at football. And I think that as much as we want the offense to kind of TJ Hawkinson to be the motor of the offense, it's a Monroe St. Brown that is the motor of the offense. He's already got a really great rapport with Jared Goff. He's going to be a safety blanket. A Monroe can play inside. He can play outside. He's a great blocking receiver. He just does everything really, really well. And why he fell to the fourth round in last year's draft, who knows? Stupid. And he goes and he went to UCLA. That's why. USC. USC, rather. Um, so, you know, Amon Ra, I think, is is in line to have another really, really, really big season. And I think Smart. what that means is that Hawkinson is going to disappoint again. We all love the athleticism of TJ Hawkinson. I just think he's going to be a solid NFL player, but he's never going to reach that George Kittle. He's never going to reach that Darren Waller type of season. And we are going to see Amon Ra St. Brown lead the way on that offense. And he's going to gain even more value in the off season after he finishes with over a hundred, 1300 and at least 10 touchdowns. Ooh, you know who he is? Nice. He's, he's Jarvis Landry. He's the reincarnation. And Jarvis Landry was always underrated. People always mm-hmm. were like, ah, he's just a possession guy. That's all you can do. But he's always fringe wide receiver one. Always. Why can't a Monroe be a Steph Diggs? I don't see why not. I think, I think Steph Diggs had more explosion. A little bit more agility. Yeah. Remember, though, this is only Amon Ra's rookie year. Like, Correct. Did you see on Hard Knocks at all? Have you guys been watching? Like, yeah, him and his I brother saw the working whole count. Uh, yep. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, how they don't talk in the gym and all that. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, he's got one hell of a work ethic, if you ask me. His Well, I I, I did an article. I, can't, I think it might have been for nerds or somebody when Equinemius came out, and I talked about how the dad was you know mr universe he's john brown yeah massive massive dude and he's still got that worth ethic ethic so i i love the hot take that's a that's spicy for me so that is a very hot take Uh, and my last one i'll love it for all my shares if it's a real a real quick one is that christian kirk finishes as a wide receiver two this year he got paid big money wide receiver 200 is that what you said no why he's going to finish as a top 24 wide receiver this year 
he got paid big money. The role is there. The targets are there. You know, I I loved Lavisca Chenault, but when he was like active and half like Jamal Agnew was not active and Lavisca was, I was like, Ugh. like trade Lavisca. I'm on that. I'm on that. But I think Christian Kirk is going to. He can play all over the field, a lot like Amon Ra. You can play him in the slot. You can play him outside. He makes big plays. I think he's going to be Trevor Lawrence's best friend, not Evan Ingram. Evan. Um, it's going to be Christian Kirk. <laughs> it's Evan Ingram. Finishing as a wide receiver, too, and living up to, or at least getting close to living up to that contract. I think that Kirk is talented, and him with Lawrence, Christian Kirk, a wide receiver, too. I don't know. That's not too spicy. I think Amon Ra is a lot spicier, but I just thought of that one as we were going through is, Christian Kirk doing things. Anybody oh, got any last second ones before we wrap I'm, up? I'm, I'm all out. I'm out. I'm out of I'm gas. never, I'm never going to let James live it down with Evan Ingram. Oh, it's going to be great <laughs> if it happens. You guys will never doubt who me scores more again. points, Dan Arnold or Evan Ingram, Dan Arnold. Oh no. Dan Arnold. Water bit that you want to water with one leg. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. All right. Evan, Evan Ingram's got to have hands. I think he's going to surprise a lot of people in the utilization of the tight end position in Doug Peterson's offense is going to, he's going to surprise you turn, turn by reminding and you Christian Kirk bad. <laughs> it was way overpaid. That was the dumbest, well, dumbest, knows that. dumbest. Uh, hey, but just, if he finishes as a wide receiver too, then he gets close. To I mean, I mean, I like it. wide receiver 200 would have been a hot, better hot. All player. right, let's, let's wrap this thing up and get out of here. Uh, quick shout out to dynastynerds.com. Uh, make sure you sign up for the Nerd Herd. Go over there. Use code DHH for 15% off of any subscription. You got trade tools. This is an extra Nerd Herd episode. Prospect Film Room. Prospect Scores. Dynasty GM. And check out Viridian Global if you're looking for a new shirt, a hat, all the stuff. So we got Dynasty Nerds. Code DHH. Viridian Global if you're looking for new gear. We've got Underdog. Code, code DHH. They're going to match up to $100. Trophy Smack. Code DHH. Ring gets you a $60 ring. Look at all the cool stuff you get just from listening to this here podcast and manscaped code dhh for 20 percent off at checkout and you get this awesome bag with a ton of stuff it is so worth the money guys i'm not joking all the sex and of course fantasy points code dhh22 to get 10 percent off your subscription guys we just gave you all sorts of ways to save money we gave you all sorts of fun takes you know we will do an accountability episode at the end of the season to see how we did and then we can laugh heartily at james and his evan ingram take but until next time for Doug, for James, for Tyler, this has been the Dynasty Happy Hour, and we will see you next week.